Happy 4th of July, and welcome to this very special episode of Indie Thinker, where today we'll discuss briefly how we established our independence from those bloody Brits. Let's show them what we Brits are made of. Stand your ground. But more importantly, I'll also try to answer the question, should Christians be patriotic? America is doomed. Before we do that, I want to make sure that you know that today's show is sponsored by our friends over at Element Home Loans. If you're looking to refinance or get into a brand new home, you need to check out our friends over at the Kevin Blair team with Element Home Loans. Just go to kbmtg.com today where you can get pre-approved for a great new home. And when you do so, let them know that Indie Thinker sent you. All right, so if you watch the show in the past, you know that I spend a healthy amount of time recognizing the decline of the West. I believe that it's important that we be aware of what's going on in our nation. And so obviously, it, there's a lot of time spent talking about what's going wrong with our country. But it's also important on the 4th of July to look back at how the West was won, or more importantly, how our independence was won, so that we can see why America is such a unique and I think important nation, especially in the grand scale of human history. But first, we need to go to July 2nd, because actually July 2nd is where the Lee Resolution was passed, and that was the resolution to officially declare our independence. And so that's actually the real date of our independence. It's when the Second Continental Congress came together and they all voted that we would become an independent nation away from the Brits. And then on July 4th, of course, which is the day that we actually celebrate our independence was the day where the Declaration of Independence was finally signed. The Committee of Five, which includes Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Roger Sherman, and Robert Livingston, they those guys got together and they developed this fantastic document known as the Declaration of Independence, and that was signed on July 4th, of course, and that's where we get our July 4th celebration. Now, it's important that we understand our history and we understand the uniqueness of what took place in, in our founding because America truly is a great country. Now, I, I say this because it's important that we understand that America is not a great country because we have uniquely great leaders or that we have people like Nancy Pelosi who are just totally uncorrupt. And sure, if you want to add Donald Trump to that, fine, whatever. The reason our nation is great is not because we've had just fantastic great leaders but rather because our nation is built upon enduring principles. And this is why I think it's important for us as Christians, especially on July 4th, to ask ourselves, can we be Christians and also be fiercely patriotic? And if so, why should we be? Before I try to answer that question, let me just say that I think we get into the habit a lot, in, especially as Christians, but also as a culture today, in answering questions that nobody's really asking. For instance, this whole idea of Christian nationalism largely playing out on the, on the national stage of America largely doesn't exist, right? There's not a whole group of Christian nationalists trying to take over the nation, uh, but we hear a lot about it. And in the same way, Christians who are fiercely patriotic that turn the American flag into an idol um, rather than Jesus Christ into the God of their adoration, I think is largely overblown. Very few Christians actually do that, but there are ways in which we can be excessively patriotic. So before we talk about healthy patriotism, let me talk about ways in which Christians can be excessively patriotic. So first of all, if you give a level of appreciation that verges on adoration, then of course you've actually crossed the line into something other than just 
patriotism, and now maybe you're in the realm of idolatry. So we need to remember scripture verses that say our citizenship is in heaven and that we're pilgrims here, and we need to do so in a, in a very important way because we need to recognize that this world is fallen and that this world is not our home. As great as America is and can be, this world still isn't our home and it's still run by fallen people. By the way, I think that's why it's important that we understand the importance of institutions like the church, the academy, and even corporate America, and that we understand that morality in those institutions actually matters because we are largely influenced by these kind of secular institutions that are imperfect. So we need to try to make them as good as we possibly can be. That's why I believe certain aspects of the culture war are absolutely inbounds, especially for Christians. Now, the second way that we can be excessively patriotic is when we cannot critique America, when all of a sudden, if America goes afoul of common sense, we, we find it difficult to critique what we are doing as America or find it difficult to say that America is definitely on, on the wrong path. We need to be willing to acknowledge that. I think this is best illustrated in the documentary, What is a Woman?, where Matt Walsh goes to Africa and speaks to local tribesmen, and they laugh to scorn the transgender ideology that we are trying to promote across the world. In fact, I think we tried to give something like Tanzania $20 million to institute kind of this critical sex education uh, program into their into their nation. None, nonetheless, uh, we have to be willing to critique America when we go afoul, but also we have to be willing to honor America when we do things that are that are good. We'll get to that in a moment. But the final way in which we can be excessively patriotic is if we think that if America falls, somehow that means that Jesus is going to return and that's the end of the world. So we have this idea that uh, if America all of a sudden experiences nuclear holocaust or somehow loses its sovereignty, that God doesn't have a plan B if America goes fully afoul of his plan and we reap the consequences for that. Um, ultimately, God's plan is bigger than just America. But it's also important to recognize that America has played an important role in the history of this world, undeniably. You may not like America, you may think America is neo-colonial, but let's not throw our brains in the garbage can just because we've been indoctrinated by the academy. It is undeniable that regardless of what happens to America moving forward, this is a unique country. It is exceptionally great. And doesn't mean we're perfect, doesn't mean we haven't made mistakes, but there is a unique place in history for America thousands of years from now, we will look back to America just as we do Rome and think about the ways in which America made a difference on the world stage. So let's talk about that for a moment because you can be excessively patriotic, but you can also lack the requisite patriotism that you need to have, I think, as a Christian. And again, I think that's because America is exceptional because it is built upon its enduring principles. And that starts with some of our founding fathers. Now, I know a lot of you have the misconception that our founding fathers were just neo-colonial white supremacists looking to enslave black people, which of course is not true. White supremacy has been fueling the way we understand the gospel. Um, just check some history books other than the 1619 Project, and you'll see that not all of our forefathers were slave owners. So, in fact, one such man uh, that we need to recognize, regardless of his inadequacies or even some of his sinfulness, like all men have, is a man named John Adams who said this about our Constitution. He said that our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people, and it is wholly inadequate to the government of any 
other. In other words, what he was saying is that our Constitution and even the, the, the Declaration of Independence, which you can see if you take a moment to read it, which I would highly encourage you to do with your kids this 4th of July. If you take a moment to read it, you will find some uniquely theological statements in, in this document. But throughout our founding documents, you should also know the Bible is quoted more than any other work of antiquity. The Bible plays an important role in the founding of our nation. So whether you say that that makes our nation a Christian nation or not, we need to be honest about that. And we need to understand that our forefathers were some incredibly intelligent men. To think about the Committee of Five having 17 days or so to come up with the Declaration of Independence, and then you go back and read it, and you realize, boy, these guys weren't just sheep herders and farmers, but they were actually brilliant men. Now, secondly, and this one doesn't need to be overlooked. I know it's not Memorial Day. I know we're not celebrating veterans on the 4th of July, but honestly, if you're a Christian, the Bible says to give honor where honor is due, and soldiers spent their blood, their sweat, their tears, and gave their lives in the defense of this great nation because they loved it. And if you're a Bible-believing Christian, not only does the Bible say to give honor where honor is due, but it tells you that the greatest act of love that you can perform is to actually lay down your life for others. And that's exactly what soldiers did to protect this great nation. You may not think it's great, but these men did, and their sacrifice deserves to be honored. Now, hopefully you do think it's great. One of the reasons it's also great is not only because of our soldiers, but also because America has been such a uniquely gospel-centric nation that it is responsible for two things in particular. One, the sending of more missionaries around the world than any other nation in the history of the world. In fact, America today sends around a little bit over 130,000 missionaries around the world. And when I say this, I'm not talking about your youth group going for a week to do some shopping in the plaza and then to pat some orphans on the head and then go back home. I'm talking about long-term missionaries going around the world to spread the love of Christ and to do works of charity. 130,000 annual missionaries are sent around the globe from America alone. And in a distant second is the country of Brazil, which sends around 30,000. So America has not only been sending more missionaries, but they have also been sending more money. Americans send around, and this is American Christians, by the way, American Christians send around $200 billion annually around the world to charitable causes. That's more than any other nation in the world. And by the way, that is the biggest number of any subset in America. Try to find the atheist organization that's sending that much money to charitable causes around the world. And then also, if you're going to be a Christian that loves the Word of God, you might have to understand that actually the scripture endorses the appreciation of a nation because God actually cares about people in their lives and the nation you live in impacts the way that you live. It's an unmistakable reality that the government and the nation we live in actually impacts the lives of its people. So God actually cares about nations and the way that they are run. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, this is the famous you know, revival verse. It says this, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Maybe you caught that that God wants to forgive your sin, but he also wants to heal your land. That is an indication that God is moving amongst a people, is that he's forgiving their individual sin, but also he's helping that society become a just and right and good society. 
Now, I find this interesting, that those on the liberal left who are supposedly the humanitarians and the lovers of people, and they really are concerned with the marginalized, and they want to post their Ukraine flag on their Twitter bios and on their Instagram bios, and they want to virtue signal so that people will know that they truly do care about others, are typically the people who also believe in really big government, but then hate America. They, they think America is a neo-colonial, white supremacist experiment that needs to be utterly destroyed. Well, what's interesting about that is that if you destroyed America, who would be sending tens of billions of dollars to the Ukraine right now to help those people? See, God knows this. He's not ignorant of this fact, and he cares about nations and their well-being, and he cares about the leadership in those nations, and he wants them to be just and good. This is why the refrain of so many Christians in the present that, oh, I don't want my church to be political is ridiculous. So does that mean that we should just allow secular atheists to be political and run nations? Well, I encourage you to go around the world and pay attention to what happens when secular atheists without morality actually get in charge. It's not that pretty, by the way. Just uh, look at Stalin. Suffice to say, God is not ignorant of the fact that nations impact the well-being of others. And what would happen if America was to fail tomorrow and the deconstructionists got their way? What would happen to Ukraine? What would happen to, happen to other nations of the world? Not only would Ukraine not be raking in the billions of dollars that they've been raking in, but world hunger would absolutely exponentially increase and people around the world would suffer and starve because of the way in which America is supporting so many other nations around the world with their humanitarian effort, with their with even our tax dollars and other things. So I hope we know that America is a great good for the rest of the world. And we have to appreciate that, especially on July 4th, because the final point is just simply this. You cannot reform what you hate. Now, you can destroy what you hate, and it's important to hate the right things because some things need to be destroyed. But you cannot reform something that you hate. You have to love that thing to want to reform it. And every single Marxist and every single deconstructionist that I've ever met wants to destroy America, but they do not have anything good in its place. So if you don't have anything better than America to put in the place of America, then maybe it's best that we just continue to reform America according to biblical principles, which in many ways means looking back to the founding of this great nation. And hopefully on the 4th of July, you can take some time to appreciate the way that this nation was built upon Christian principles, enduring ethics, wisdom of the past that help us become a successful society in the future. And as you do so, I pray you have a great 4th of July and that you go with God. Thanks for watching.